Okay. Uh, hello, I'm Panos Kodzathanasis, and this is ASEAN Movie Pulse interviews. Today I'm here with uh, Atsushi Funahashi, whose latest film, Burden of the Past, just premiered in Osaka. How are you, Atsushi-san? Yes, good. Thank you uh, for watching my film and reviewing my films again. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, first question, uh, how did the audience uh, reacted in Osaka about your film? Uh, many people said uh, it was much better than the other one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they, they liked uh, the former film, it's called The Company Retreat. They liked it, but it's uh, the many people told me that okay, it, it's even stronger. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I, I don't know what to say because uh, I am the filmmaker, so that I can uh, be the objective uh, uh, position. But uh, you know that's what the reactions of many people in Osaka. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe because this one was in color, you think that helped? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And uh, okay, in, in the previous film, you de you you dealt with uh, the women's situation in a work environment, and now you go with uh, recidivism and how ex-convicted people are treated by society. Why have you decided to focus on such themes, some social themes, let's say? Uh, I have to say, okay, it's not only the ex-convicts, it's it's a little more broader problems I've been noticing in this uh, uh, Japanese society or in the world. And uh, I've been like depicting all those, you know, collective unconsciousness of a society. And right after the nine three one one happened, like I made a, a documentary about this uh, uh, Japan about this uh, nuclear disaster. It's called the Nuclear Nation. And mm -hmm. then uh, my former film, it's a company retreat, was the you know uh, gender inequality. Uh, you know, it's not only the sexual harassment, but it's a gender inequality in Japan is a really huge problem. And I thought it's, I really might uh, want to make a statement. That's why I made another you know the company retreat. Then this one, I've been thinking about okay, that this uh, uh, intolerance uh, uh, to any people who committed some something bad in the Japanese society, especially about this internet era. Like uh, this cancel culture is growing so huge now. For example, like it's uh, you know during the Tokyo Olympics, like uh, uh, in 2020 and 2021, it was you know postponed. And it's uh, uh, Oyamada Keigo. He is the uh, uh, music musical direct, director of the entire Olympic Games. He had to resign because he was accused uh, uh, of his bullying when he was in the, uh, the uh, primary school. Primary so school. They, <laughs> at the primary school, he was accused of like, the, being doing doing a bu bu bullying some uh, handicapped uh, student. Ooh. And it was it was disclosed on the internet, and then the people it was a huge uh, scan. It became the huge scandal. I I don't think it could happen in Greece, I guess, but it's uh, you know it, it, it was a huge thing, and then the, the lots of uh, uh, internet bullying happened on the all those uh, uh, you know the whatever SNS or social media. Then he, he couldn't avoid uh, resigning it. And um, besides that, uh, he, you know, he, he cannot get any jobs in the music industry anymore right now. So mm. I think it's it's a kind partially it's uh, Eastern Asian culture 
it's uh, Japan or South South Korea and Taiwan are similar that like it's uh, you know once you are you committed something that that's not right to the society like uh, you you are not allowed to do anything in your life so it's it's a country that like, the human rights are considered a bit, you know, it, it sometimes ignored often and that's what's happening in Japan so mm -hmm. I, I felt the Japanese society, especially during this uh, uh, internet era, less and less tolerant of anyone with the criminal record. And, and so, you know, another problem is like a background checks. You know, uh, it's it, when you go to the Eastern Europe, uh, the North or Northwestern uh, European countries like uh, the Norway or Denmark or Germany, like it's uh, uh, I. You know, as long as I heard from the people there, uh, you know, the people have the uh, rights not to be background check. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're out of the prison and then you are considered your your life is a reset, so you can restart your life. You have a second chance. So the if you are employer, you are not allowed to do a background checks. So you don't know who this applicant to your job got the criminal record or not you you are not allowed to know that but uh, that uh, also includes a lot of problems too like as a for example for educational jobs maybe you don't want to hire the guy who committed the crime of a child molestation molestation and that happened to the one of the characters in my movie so in the uh, european eu countries so you know there are some uh, you know exceptions too for you know those like uh, educational jobs they actually employers have the rights to do background checks, but overall they don't. Mm -hmm. And in Japan, actually, background checks is really common. So uh, employees or the applicants to the jobs, actually, you have to disclose everything. You have to say everything. And if you don't, they say, "Oh, you hid," and you told a lie. Mm. So that that's been a huge thing. So and also the uh, prejudice and the discrimination in the society towards these uh, ex-cons are so huge. So you cannot get jobs and you have to write everything on the, on the resume, the USCV. And you say, once you say you committed a crime before, then you don't get the jobs and you're pushed to the corner of the society. So you end up uh, committing crime again. Mm -hmm. So that's why recidivism rate uh, in Japan is over 50%. So mm -hmm. I thought it's it's very mean society in that way, and uh, I thought I I wanted to make an, uh, a statement using mm -hmm. the film. Mm -hmm. And uh, apart from mean, would you say that Japanese society is unforgiving? Yeah, I that's think so. what I go. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Do you sometimes get scared of this thing? Like, are you afraid that you will do a mistake at some point in your life and you will have the same fate, get cancelled? Yeah, I mean, I think so too. Like it's uh, recently the the uh, you know there are lots of sexual harassment cases in uh, Japanese films, so, you know, film industries, and then once they are accused by doing a sexual harassment, uh, I think uh, they are pretty much done. You know, I think you have to move on to get a job in the, another uh, industry. Like it's a, you you cannot direct any films in there. You know, mm -hmm. but uh. You know, 
I think it's uh, I'm making things that are very complicated. It's, uh, in the case of the sexual violence or the sexual harassment, I think uh, you know it's a very very severe problem. So like it's uh, maybe you, you you it has to be punished somehow, but uh, not the whole of your life. Not mm. not a not a your whole life. Like I think it's a you you have to be able to have a second chance. That's what I think. So that's why I made a. It's kind of opposite direction or the uh, when between the, you know, the former film and the the, the you know the uh, latest one. I think. And uh, can you tell me a bit about this magazine? Changed about their work and how did you find them? Yeah, it's uh, that's the only ma job magazine for the ex-convicts in Japan that exist, you know. And I thought it's uh, this uh, magazine is uh, you know impressive what they're doing. I think this is a kind of job the the nation or you know the country government has to do, but a Japanese government doesn't do it. So there there's a one Nagata says in in the film says like this is a kind of job the the country or government has to do take care but they don't so then you know we can't keep like a, blaming them someone has to do it and uh, so that's why like, he stood up and he organized this uh, you know company and then started uh, issuing those uh, you know recruitment magazines for the ex-cons and in the real society this uh, uh, woman called uh, Akiko Miyake uh, she's like my age, like um, mid forties, and uh, started do doing this uh, uh, recruit magazines for the ex cons and by herself. And now, like she got like four or five people working with her, but it's still small. And they, she's issuing uh, every three months, like uh, issuing a magazine for the recruitment, and she's building for free to all those, uh, uh, you know, uh, the uh, what do you say? Um, the uh, prisons, mm -hmm. yeah. And and how does the magazine get uh, their funding? Where does it get? Uh, I think from? It's NPO, so she got a lots of funding. Uh, it's it's a support by the supporters. Uh huh. Okay. Yes, okay. and also actually, and uh, or uh, important importantly, she get the margins from the company who hires uh -huh. them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So some percentages she takes. Mm -hmm. Okay, but uh, the members of the magazine, would you say there are also victims of prejudice? Like people look at them weirdly, what they are doing, their connection with the ex-prisoners, I mean. Yeah, I think so. Like it's, uh, uh, you know, one character says, like, a, someone like a see me, like, as like a, some, uh, you know, the disgusting creature, uh, you know, and then... Uh, so people saying, what the, what's the point? Like, you're helping those uh, criminals to come back to social, you know, society. Are you like it's a terrorist group? Like that's a kind of lines mm -hmm. that actually the uh, uh, this uh, Miyake-san told me. In fact, you know that happened to her like a real life. So like I interviewed her and jotted down all those you know things that happened to her, and then then I included it in the her line. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so the events that we see in the movie, are there or uh, based on real events or are some uh, fiction? Yeah, it's a mixed, mixed together. And uh, uh, what's totally fiction is the drama therapy. Mm, oh, really? Yeah, they don't do drama therapy at all. So I, I it's not a I made up. Uh, actually, it, that, that's happening in the, in the United States. Mm -hmm. 
to rehabilitate uh, ex-cons in the United States, they do these kind of programs. Uh, it's just uh, intensify the ability of uh, the ex-cons, open them up and uh, be communicative. So they also, they can access to the feeling they've been hiding, you know? They've mm -hmm. been feeling guilty inside, but they, then uh, you know, just putting, you know, have them do play the role, which is very similar to what they have done committing crime. They can just uh, open up or they can speak somehow. So somehow they can access to the uh, emotion they've been hiding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how did the idea for this uh, last part, the stage play came? Why did you decide to include that in the movie? Uh, you mean like uh, all those Q and A, the question and answers? Yeah, yeah. Yes, actually, that that's the part I really wanted to do the most. Actually, it's it wasn't the stage play. Actually, the I it was the Q and A I wanted to do mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they have to face with the people, the society itself, how they are perceived, and I think that's the uh, fundamental problem in the Japanese society. It's just the collective unconsciousness with lots of discrimination. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And can you tell me a bit about the casting? How did that work for the film? It's pretty much the same people from the, my last movie, The Company Retreat. So they really liked the, uh, you know, my approach. Uh, by the way, like I named my approach. It's called, uh, can I tell you? Yes, of course. Uh, it's called Authentic Will. Mm -hmm. Authentic will, okay. Yes, I named it. Like uh, I, I, I didn't know. Come, I didn't come up with this name. Like uh, when I was making a country company retreat, but it's uh, now like uh, I was when I was directing this movie, I came up with this title. Uh, it's just uh, that you know when you direct the just a regular whatever usual move, filmmaking, uh, you have a script. Right, mm -hmm. and you give the script, and the, the actors know what they're gonna say in front of the camera. So beforehand, they know what they're gonna say, and I think that's a kind of fake. And I did, and what I really wanted to do is like a, I, I, without writing, but I planted the seeds of thinking and uh, seeds of will in them, each of each character. For example the um taku this is the protagonist you know he committed a crime he he did the manslaughter of a hit and run incident and he killed a high school student and then he wanted to touch the feeling in himself and he wanted to say sorry to this high school student but he doesn't know how so he wanted to touch that like a deep emotion he has inside, but he's struggling to open himself up. So that's kind of uh, basic uh, struggle. You set it up. I talked with the actor. His name is Tsuji Taku. Like I said, uh, it's a very excellent actor. And I spoke to him and we discussed about what he's thinking about inside of himself. And we agreed upon each other. Then so he knows what he's feeling. And I throw him into the situation to this uh, stage play or or he go you know to this um, you know Chinese restaurant he's walking at. So I throw him into the EG situation and just uh, 
you know, he reacts to the situation. But uh, it's a thing that we agreed upon the basic character of himself, so he knows how to act or what to say. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't know his lines, but he knows his uh, uh, authentic will he has inside. That, that's the kind of uh, approach I started doing it. And uh, it's uh, it's it's like a documentary shooting. So mm -hmm. lots of footages we shoot, you know, uh, shooting ratio is like one to 30 or something. There are lots of footage. So editing time is really massive. Like it's like a documentary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, did you ever thought of uh, having actual convicts or the actual people from the magazine play in the movie? That could do it. Like it's, uh, I could have done it, but uh, uh, it's just a realistic reason. Uh, for example, like I, you know, they are really busy and uh, they request uh, really lots of money and stuff. It's, uh, I just uh, chose to the you know continue with the people I have worked with together before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and once more, just like uh, Company Retreat, you're, you're also the writer, DP, sound recorder, and editor of the movie. Is that a necessity, or is it that you like to have control over your material? What do you think? <laughs> I think a bit both, to tell you the truth. <laughs> it's not that like I wanted to... Yeah, it's it's not... It, it's a both, but it's, I, it's not that like I want to control everything. But uh, I really want to diminish my uh, the presence of a camera at the, on the set mm -hmm. because uh, you know it's only me, and uh, I I wish I could shoot everything with uh, my smartphone like this, but mm. the smartphone is not good enough yet to mm. make a really good movie. But uh, I I I'm hoping someday I can shoot the movie with this like a smartphone. Then I can really diminish the uh my presence on the set mm -hmm. it's, right now is like it's, i got a camera like this and i got a sticking out the the microphone like i got a two microphones sticking out of the camera and then uh, then i i got a big lens and then so it, it, it's really huge presence but still like minimized because it, it, the, the crew is only me and uh, so in that way like i, I can spontaneously talk to the the actors and i stop the camera and then talk to the you know uh, the actors and do this do that and they uh, you know they react to it so i don't tell them like i say this line but i say uh, okay what if what if you feel this way what if like what what i ask their questions okay uh, why you're frustrated like that like that just uh, show your show you show your emotion like show show what you are really feeling at you know at the bottom of your gut so like they come up with that, that kind of lines by themselves mm -hmm. so in that way like i i don't know how how do i say i agitate or you know what they want to say they are trying to feel what they want to say, but I help them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so there are lots of footages between the between the shots, and I'm talking to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, can you tell me a bit about uh, the scene where uh, Taku meets uh, the parents of uh, the guy of the kid he killed? I felt that was one of the strongest in the movie. Yeah, I I think so too. It, it's uh, it, it's a very very important scene, and then I told the uh, uh, actors and Taku and uh, Jun Kubodeva like uh, 
uh, not to meet uh, with the parents before the you know, parents, you know, the parents actors. Mm-hmm. So they really have to face them for the first time. So I didn't make them have them chat with those actors before the roaring. So in in that way, like they also feel tense too. So mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it was a massively intense moment, and uh, so he has to come up with, uh, uh, you know, his uh, what he really wants to say to you know maybe he must have been thinking about what to, what he wants to say to the parents, but uh, uh, he end up actually having quarrel with. Mm-hmm. Uh, with them and then so it's kind of in uh you know it's uh inevitable uh you know how do i say the uh, you know he he's like that okay he's like that a uh, guy and he cannot really suppress his uh you know bursting like he's got a you know he's got a problem about like it's a anger, anger management or control mm-hmm. controlling himself so i, I you know you know, we, we as I said, okay, so we've been filming the, uh, uh, you know, this uh, improvisation way and the scene by scene, and I was thinking about we're gonna draw, I'm gonna bring the actors to this uh, uh, victim parents when they are ready, mm-hmm. and then so like we didn't plan to do that like before, or well, I didn't, I, I planned it, but I didn't tell the actors. Mm-hmm. But it's, I felt like they kind of uh, cultivated their emotions really deep enough, and uh, one scene, like uh, in one scene, like I felt, oh, okay, like I start seeing the uh, tackles emotion really, like he's feeling so bad and guilty at the bottom of his heart, and he one one day he was crying at this uh, intersection that where where there are all those trucks and the cars are going by, and where that's the. Uh, uh, in a scene, that's the place he committed a crime, killed mm-hmm. a killed a high school student. So I thought, okay, maybe he's ready. So I I came up I, to say, okay, next week we're gonna have a scene with this uh, parents, victim parents, and you're gonna you're gonna face him and her. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he was like, oh oh my gosh, and uh, he didn't. Know. <laughs> Well, so and uh, also like uh, as we sh- uh, film, like we I filmed four times a year. And mm-hmm. each time like, it, it took uh, four days. So four mm-hmm. days in spring, four days in summer, four days in winter, and four days in uh, uh, autumn. I, I'm sorry, I skipped the autumn. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we have uh, a li- like a like a two months or two months and a half in between. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I wanted to do it is like I wanted to de- uh, film in a documentary way that like these you know the characters develop uh, little by little. So I took time intentionally. Mm-hmm. So how do you act? Do your actors react to this method? You don't make it easy for them, <laughs> from what you are saying. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, I like this method, of authentic world. Okay, it's uh, because the, it's so unusual, and uh, uh, it's it's a kind of a thing. Like it's a uh, um, human being. It's it's closer. To the human being, uh, you know, it's as essence the uh, because the there's a surface and there's a bottom. Mm-hmm. You know? On surface you smile, but at the bottom you cry. Mm-hmm. 
there's yeah. always the you know two sides in the human being and you set up the bottom first and they know what they're feeling and then making surface is actor's job mm -hmm. it's not my job mm -hmm. so it's a collaboration real collaboration Mm -hmm. And okay. I like, and also as a, as a documentalist, I'm an actor too. I'm acting on the set really, because I don't know what's going to happen in front of a camera. So I, I'm always belatedly follow them. So you notice sometimes the camera goes really shaky, shaky, because mm -hmm. I, I didn't know who's going to talk next. So I was like, boom, 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 you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. And uh, okay, I guess uh, last question: uh, Are you what are your next projects? Are you going to continue in the same uh, tactics? Let's say? Yes, I think so. It's uh, I'm thinking about the next one. I cannot tell you though, mm. <laughs> but it's a, I'm thinking about it the using the same approach and the same method and the same people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I wanted to, uh, you know, dig even deeper the you know, society's uh, you know unconsciousness mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ah, okay and i guess one last question let's just say change magazine came to you and asked you to hire some of their people as actors what would you do yeah i'd love to actually <laughs> i think it's, i'm gonna have them as an ex-con uh, in a role <laughs> yeah, I okay i'd be happy to do that or okay. he can be my assistant editor. <laughs> okay, okay. That's great. Thank you very much, Atsushi-san. Okay, so uh, uh, what are you going to use this one for? I didn't know. Ah, okay. Uh, okay, let me stop recording. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs>